0: Praise the Lord for that. Um, And that He does save us from the uttermost to the uttermost. Um, That's a blessing because it says that the law made nothing perfect. You know, the law could make, it was to show us, as a schoolmaster, to show us who Christ was, the perfection, but it could not. It made nothing perfect. But the better hope that we can have in which um, Hebrews talks about of the better things is how that we can draw nigh unto God um, through that. So uh, <coughs> I based my sermon on a song. Did you find it, Truman? Were you found? Okay. I, and I would like to just just I'd ask Truman to play this song. I'd like for us just to close our eyes and just and maybe we can sing it for the for the closing. It's a very familiar hymn. Um, it's number seven hundred six in the hymnals. But I ask him just to play it. So. Um, I would like to do that at this time I guess <clears throat> tie that um, <clears throat> a tie that binds and uh, what is that tie that binds? We have a lot of uh, you could say there's a lot of earthly ties um, um, physical ties um, and they bind and yet they're still not as as we have heard today the the binding of our high priest, the perfectness of it, you know, that's forever, and that's unchangeable. So um, we have ties that are friendship ties, you know, and they're physical, and they're they're earthly, and they're here, and they bind us, you know. There's marriage, there's family ties that we have. Um, Either these can, you know, these can all, though, though they're not perfect, they're not forever, and they're not, you could say, in a sense, unchangeable. Um, they're social, they're physical, and they can be broken. Separation, um, death, um, incompatibilities. Like for example, the the apostles. What was it that bound them together? For as diverse as they were, you know, I mean, there was there was something that bound them, and they were they were you know so diverse in in nature and in many many areas between. John and Paul and Peter and um, you know just there was just there was there but so there's you know there's you could say there was some incompatibility in that in in that sense. And yet um, we should consider what is that that the writer of this song that wrote this song, what is the tie that actually binds us? You know, <clears throat> um, Colossians 3:14. Um, I would like to start with this verse and then also just end the message with this verse because he tells us here that above all things and above all these things put on charity which is the bond of perfectness. So the bond of perfectness is charity and we know that charity represents love. So a love um, is something that is the tie that binds is love. The tie that binds is love. Love is something that is that is not easily broken. And I want to just bring in a, a scripture verses um, in referencing this. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. Um, the love that we have, the shed of blood in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, Where can it, it can only come from one source. It can only come from that perfect eternal um, Prince of Peace, Father above. It can only come from God. Um, and we've learned we can learn the example of that love through Christ, our, again, our perfect high priest. He sacrificed once and for all, that He gave His life, laid it down, and that love is inseparable. You can accept it, you can walk away from it, but you can't change it. You can't make a difference in how much Christ loves you because it's, the equation is, you know, it's, it's there, it never changes. The love, and we can learn from the example of what Christ has given us throughout scriptures. And love is also a mark, the serving of love is also a mark of true discipleship. So if you want to turn your Bibles, we'll go to 1 John 4, and we're going to read some scripture here about this love, that tie that can bind our hearts together. And where he's at. So, um, I think I'm going to read several verses. Let's stand for a little bit and read from verse 1 to the end. Um, 1 John chapter 4. So, the first thing he tells us here um, about this love that ties, the bind that, that ties our hearts in Christian love, says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because... Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They that are of the world therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God; he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. hereby know we know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in Him, and He in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love If a man say that I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. You may be seated. <clears throat> we know those scriptures are loaded with how much that God is telling us that he is in us and we can be in him. And the love that he has given us can flow from us, and uh, that we know each other. Our spirits makes connection with Him, through Him, and with each other of a tie that binds us eternally, forever. Um, it binds our hearts one to another. <clears throat> um, just go back. To, I'll just go back to one verse in one John three sixteen again, this eternal priesthood that we, we, we were talking about. Uh, 1 John 3, 16 tells us, Hereby perceive we the love of God. Perceive. We understand. We take in. Um, because He laid down His life for us. and We ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. <clears throat> so as an as a example of what Christ has done for us, that verse tells us what He did for us. And we can perceive what Christ did for us, He laid his life down, so we also ought to lay our lives down for the brethren, it says. <clears throat> and then um, I'll turn back to John 13. just a, he, I didn't write all these scriptures down, so I'm going to have to flip back to the pages to read um, these verses. John chapter 13 verse 34 it says a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another so the tie that binds you know involves a love that is um patterned after Christ's love of what he has done for us. Um, it's uniquely, that love is unique to what we believe in God and our what we believe in Jesus Christ and His faith. That love doesn't come from any other source, you could say, that that truly binds us. It doesn't come from, you know, um, Buddha or Islam or any other source, but it's uniquely comes from Christ because he's the only one that has given us that example of laying his life down for his brethren. <clears throat> you know, it's a, it's a fellowship then. As the next line says, the fellowship of kindred minds. It, it brings fellowship together. It, it binds us. The love is the tie that binds us. But it also it adds fellowship of kindred minds Is like to that above. It's like having fellowship. As we have fellowship with Christ, if we have fellowship with God, we, we share that same fellowship with one another. <clears throat> John 17 um, is the high priest's prayer. And this is, was Jesus' prayer. This was his request. Um, verse 20. Says, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me. I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that Thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as Thou hast loved me. Father, I will that that they also, whom Thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which Thou hast given me, for Thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known Thee, but I have known Thee, and these have known that Thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. That's fellowship. That is fellowship to the, you know, to the utmost, or that's fellowship to the uttermost, if we want to use that word. Um, <clears throat> it's a, it's a, this is a bond that Jesus actually prayed for each and every one of us, that we would be like this and be a portrait to the world. Um, the perfectness of the love of Christ. That he's in the Father, the Father's in him, and we can be part of that equation. Um, he will be in us. <clears throat> Philippians 2.2 says, fulfill ye my joy. The fulfillment of joy, says, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. <clears throat> Again, fellowship. In 1 Corinthians 1 verse 10, he tells us, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. (coughs) So the tie that binds, the love that that binds us together, in the the first verse there, or the first line, um, in Christian love, it has a fellowship that goes with it. And that fellowship is unique, again, to Christianity. That fellowship is unique to how God's love is shed abroad in our hearts and it's shared by one another, <clears throat> shared with one another. And that tie with the seeking of that, with that fellowship is we're seeking to, the word is emulate, to be like Christ. To be like the unity of the Father and the Son, how they work together together eternal and perfect. Of course we're human. I don't you know, take that out of the equation. Um, many, many times we can, we fail and can fail one another. And yet, um, yet that love and that tie um, through, through Christ is still there available for each and every one of us. <clears throat> so then the next line tells us, before our Father's throne, we pour our ardent prayers. Um, you know, it, it's our, the prayer that we have, the prayer that we offer up. Um, Hebrews. Um, I think maybe we had these verses earlier as we was going through Hebrews, but Hebrews chapter four. Let's see, Hebrews chapter four, verse uh, fourteen. He tells us this. It says, "Seeing then that we have a great High Priest that is passed into the heavens." Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest, which cannot be touched touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Then verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That's a privilege that we have. That, that he He offers that to us, that we can do that, and that we understand that he was tempted in all points like us, yet without sin, and that he understands the depths of our uttermost, if you want to go with that word again, he understands the depths of our temptations and struggles in life, and yet we can come we can bring them all boldly to that throne of grace and His mercy is new again this morning. His grace is sufficient this day to meet all our needs. Um, Philippians chapter 4. A bunch of markers in here. chapter 4 verse 6 he's talking about prayer here Well, we'll just start Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice let your moderation be known unto all men the Lord is at hand verse 6 says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving to let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Again, one of the blessings that we have that we can come to Him in prayer Um, with thanksgiving, we can let our requests be made known unto God and know that He will understand and that He will keep our hearts and our minds through His Son, Jesus Christ. We can pray for one another and we can help one another. You know, James... uh, Chapter 5, verse 16 tells us to confess our faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man will avail much. <clears throat> if we go back to the book of Acts, um, we'll see where in the early church, this was a pattern that they had um, given us. Acts chapter 1, verse 14, he tells us that they all continued with one accord in prayer and supplications with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Um, <clears throat> you know, in, the very, in the very first chapter, um, chapter 2, verse 42, tells us, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers this is again how we can come before our Father's throne and pour out our ardent prayers. They did back in the book of Acts. <clears throat> um, chapter 12 in Acts. Verse 12. It says, and when he had considered this thing, and, and when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark. Where many were gathered together, they were praying. <clears throat> that's, that's what was happening before Peter knocked on that door and the Diasmal Rhoda, I think was her name, answered. And she knew it was his voice and went back and said, Peter is standing in front of the door. Because they were praying and he was released from that prison and he, he, he walked out. Um, Acts 21, verse 5 tells us that. And when we had accomplished those days, we departed and went our way, and they all brought us on our way with wives and children, till we were out of the city, and we kneeled down by the shore and prayed. Again, Paul was delivered. um, And was told there in verse verse 4 that he was not supposed to go back up to Jerusalem through the Spirit of God that had told him that. And so <clears throat> after they did that, they prayed, and they returned back into their home. So again, these are benefits and a blessing that we're able, um, at any point in time, any second minute, hour of the day that we may be, that we can pour our ardent prayers to God. And that's a, it's part of the binding of that. It's part of the tie that binds us. And also it's part of the tie, this is again, prayer strengthens that tie. That we have with God. It gives us strength. You know and then. The the next line of our fears. Our hopes. Our aims are one. There is nobody in here that's unique. In saying that. Oh I've never had that struggle before. I've never experienced this. You know. There's so many things that are very very similar. You know that. Among all humans on the face of the earth. um, Our comforts and our cares. Our needs that we have one for another we we have very similar concerns and desires you know um we're we're fellow human beings in this world you know there's just there's so many things just i don't know i could ask you to give me a list you know what's one thing you th- you're concerned about that i would also be concerned about and everybody in here be concerned about what, what's a common concern what's a common fear or Our children's welfare, okay. Very unique, no matter, it doesn't matter if, she, if it would be a single mom or, you know, under dire circumstances. I guarantee you she has a similar care that she desires her children, you know, of her children. The welfare of her child. I know there's some you could say give them up for, the, you know, adoption and things like that. But you don't know the circumstances that, that mom was under, you know, when she actually did that. She was maybe also, the thought was, the best for my child. Um, our health, um, sickness, the thought of dying, the thought of losing our job, the thought of poverty. How close are any one of us to poverty? We may be closer to what we think it can be. We may we might think we have much in the bank and we have this and this and this all going for us and our job will never leave, but it could flip overnight. And we might be wondering if we we are going to have bread to eat tomorrow. <clears throat> you know our concerns are concerns. Our you know the, the the hope that we have, the resurrection, the eternal life. These are secure things that we that we share. You know, um, our sins are forgiven. We str- we struggle against temptations. We struggle against you know the the persecution or just the the thought of being let down. You know, um, <clears throat> so as as Christians we have. A lot of things in common, um, but we but we're also partakers of like what Jesus prayed in, in John seventeen, but we're also partakers one of another and of His divine nature. But <clears throat> let's see here, First Peter. Um, Yeah, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, um, is a hope that we can share, is, a, is an aim that we can have, is a comfort to us. It says, Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God uh, through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed at the last time. <clears throat> and we can rejoice even though we may be in um, heaviness through manifold temptations it tells us. We can go on there. 1 Peter chapter 5 um, some verses here. <clears throat> about the struggles. He says he tells us here that we should be sober. One Peter five verse eight. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom may, whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. You know, this is this says that's those are things that are um, they're common to man and they're very they're they're common among brethren, <clears throat> among ours. But because we share in those, um, we can have a tie that binds us together. You know, we share our fears, we share our hopes, we share our aims, we share our comforts, the blessings that we have, and we share our cares. <clears throat> Second Peter uh, chapter one, then he tells us this. Um, that grace and peace, he says, the grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and to virtue, whereby we are given exceeding great and precious promises, that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And he goes on he says you know giving diligence to our faith and and uh those those examples that are there so um you know we have we have this as christians as brothers and sisters in christ we share these things we share these comforts we share this knowledge with one another that um we have great and precious promises that come from him. And grace and peace is multiplied. We share in that divine nature um, <clears throat> So our shared experiences and our shared spiritual blessings that we have, it strengthens that tie. It makes the it makes the bond more. Strong, perfect. <clears throat> then, the, then the next line that we have, went. it's also, it says we share our mutual woes and our mutual burdens bear. What does the word mutual mean, William? Huh? Common. In common. It, you know, it's the same. Mutual. It's like your struggle is no different than my struggle. Your, you know, your burden is no different than my burden as we as we share one another um turn to where is that here Galatians I guess Oh, Galatians chapter six. I was on one verse six, but Galatians chapter six, verse one tells us that brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one. And one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, so fulfil you the law of Christ. For if a man thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So the care of our mutual woes. The bearing of one another's burdens, that is a fulfillment of the law of Christ and the love that Christ has loved us with. <clears throat> Again, James five sixteen had told us, "Confess your faults one to another, pray for one another, that you may be that that you may be healed." The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Again, an example of of prayer and of sharing our mutual woes, our mutual burdens. <clears throat> um, turning back to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 13, uh, first uh, three verses, <clears throat> he tells us this, he said, Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Remember them that are in bonds as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. Again in sharing, um, in sharing our mutual woes and mutual burdens. James chapter 1, verse 27, the very next page forward in the Bible says that pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, it's to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Again it's, it's telling us, it's talking about sharing, um, the, you know, sharing our woes, sharing our burdens. <clears throat> You know, th- so this is, again, a tie that Christ does for us, that he shares with us and that we share with one another and is truly a blessing. <clears throat> he also tells us then, and often for each other flows, a sympathizing tear. You know, So what does he t- tell us in that? <clears throat> Romans 12, 15 tells us that we should rejoice with them that do rejoice and we should weep with them That weep. Uh, First Corinthians chapter twelve. First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twenty-four says, "For our commonly parts have no need." but God has tempered the body together having given more abundant honor to that part which had lacked that there should be no schism in the body but that the members should have the same care one for another whether one member suffer all members suffer with it or one member be honored all members rejoice with it now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular <clears throat> you know so it's an it's it can be this tie that binds the love and sharing, um, pouring out our prayers and sharing our fears and our hopes and sharing our mutual woes, is it's also emotional. You know, it can it's an emotional tie. It's an emotional bond um, that we share with one another. <clears throat> so in the last verse, you know, is also um, facts of life and things that we need, that we consider and we've sung this song you know, how many times have you not sung this song as a parting song, um, as a, you know, going away or whatever? Um, and the fourth verse says, when we asunder part, it gives us inward pain. Um, that asundering part can, can, be, um, can be painful. And Paul said in Acts chapter 20, this was Paul um, telling this people here in verse, uh, <clears throat> in verse 36, I guess it is. Uh, read verse 35 um, first. I guess I have showed you all things how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had thus spoken, he kneeled down and he prayed with them all. And they all wept sore, and they fell on Paul's neck and kissed him, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spake, that they should see his face no more. And they accompanied him accompanied him unto the ship. And that was, that's when Paul had set his face to, <coughs> to go to Jerusalem, and it was like the, the point of no return. He was going to face death um, at that time. So again, you know, there, was, there was weeping there, there was praying together, um, there was emotional, they actually fell on his neck and kissed him, and they sorrowed for the words that he said that you wouldn't see my face again. Um, so the tie, that, you know, the tie that binds can also, um, when it's time to part, when there's a departure there, can be very painful. <clears throat> um, and many of us have experienced pain in those areas. Um, If there was no such pain, was there? Would there actually have been a tie? was a question I had. You know, perhaps there was not. There was not a tie that had bound our hearts together. <clears throat> but the promise, when we asunder part, it gives us inward pain. But we shall be joined in heart, and hope to meet again. Again, this these this promise is is very, very real. Um, Paul, not Paul, but yeah, Paul says in Colossians 2, verse 5, we may be separated in the flesh, but we will remain together in the spirits. He says, For, for though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, um, rejoicing and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. That's what he told the Colossian people, that he rejoiced in that because of what he had seen, their faith and their steadfastness that they had in the Lord, (coughs) in God. Um, (coughs) 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 4, um, he tells us this (coughs) about a separation. (coughs) Uh, Verse 13, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord Himself himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, and meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort your hearts. Comfort one another with these words, He tells us. Comfort one another with these words. First Peter I'm going to read First Peter again just as a precious promises that we are bound in heart, joined in heart and that we have a hope of eternal life and that we have the assurance that we will um, that we hope to meet again. <clears throat> so just reading from 1 to 8. <clears throat> Peter and Apostle Jesus Christ, First uh, Peter 1, To the strangers scattered throughout Pontus Galatia and C- Cappadocia, Asia and Bithania, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctification of the Spirit and unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that's incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein we greatly rejoice." <clears throat> you know. that hope of meeting again, that hope of being there with Him. Though now for a season, if need be, that ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold, that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and the honor and the glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom have not seen you love, in whom though now you see Him not, yet believing you rejoice, with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith even the salvation of your souls. So it's this hope, it's that promise that joins our hearts and keeps us together when all other bonds would fail. I go back to uh, you know it's a if we if we sing this song I guess or we we ponder these these words um, you know it's it's there's a beauty there there's a lot of uh, precious words there and think about how long ago that it was written um, there's more history to that I guess that could be given but um, it it describes our our oneness that we have with Christ. Um, it expresses how Christians would truly feel and support um, one to another. Um, it also tells us that in <clears throat> this, these are blessings that are only known, you could say, to those that follow follow Christ. In Acts chapter two, verse uh, in the early church, there, um, forty one to forty seven. We'll just read this. <clears throat> Verse 40, He told them, And with many other words did He testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward, untoward generation. And then they that gladly received His word were baptized, and the same day there was added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, the fellowship, and the breaking of bread, and in prayers. And here's what happened. Fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, and all that believed were together. And all things in common, had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and pardoned them to all men, as every man had a need. And they continued daily with one accord, in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as as should be saved." So Ephesians chapter um, 4, I'm going to read these verses yet and then I'll be um, open to uh, sharing and testimony. Uh, Are we diligent in preserving the unity of the Spirit? Um, This oneness, this bond, this uh, tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to read from 1 to 7. He tells us this, um, Therefore, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you were called, with all lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace, according to the measure of the gift of Christ." Everyone is given a measure of that. And so if we express that as one body, one spirit, one hope, one calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, that is, again, a tie that binds us that it's not an earthly tie that can be broken. It, it, it remains for all eternity. Um, <clears throat> so back to the verse I had started with, um, Colossians 3.14. Just would like to close with that. He tells us again that above all things he tells us above everything else above anything that we would think say or do above all these things he tells us to put on charity which is the bond it's the tie it's the things that it's the thing that holds everything together in perfectness you can share your thoughts <clears> Or <throat> prayer requests or whatever it may be mm <clears throat>